When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Emperor has been expecting you. Welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. Hey, hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout. I'm Matt. And I'm Ez. And friends, we are back with a, a kind of a big uh, a round table discussion. Uh, it's just really, I guess, a square table. It's just Matt sitting over there and me sitting over here. But <laughs> talking about like five to six different things that, that are kind of uh, emerging, I guess, after Star Wars Celebration. And, you know, kind of going along with Kenobi. I, like as we look ahead this year, all the stuff that's really coming out and as i just said that matt i actually thought of more categories to, to even expand upon because i'm really just thinking in this in this time gap uh where where we're currently at but the first thing we wanted to talk about was obi-wan kenobi episode six predictions what do we think is going to happen this is a big episode i i saw it the other day hayden ewan came out and they both were like this episode to them is was their favorite and i'm like now the last episode episode five was sick like it was wow. sick. So is there something more? Is it a longer runtime? You know, just I guess what are your thoughts and feelings as we as we get ready a couple of days, three, four days till we get into it here, Matt? Yeah, episode six for me is gonna have to be a pretty straightforward thing. We see Obi-Wan worried, right? He was sort of feeling something in the force. He does say, Well, it must be nothing, but we see Reva finds the little transponder and seems like hey, she knows she heard something about Tatooine, right? So mm. Then it flashes to Luke. So what's going to have to happen is they are being trailed right now by Vader and they're going to have to get away from him. And Obi-Wan's still going to have to make it back in time to go save Luke. So my guess is Obi-Wan is going to leave the ship or something so that he can go fight Vader one-on-one. -on -one. Now that fight, I think, is probably going to end. You and I have talked about it. One, we're going to need, I think, a Qui-Gon Jinn 
force guidance or something that's mm-hmm. either go maybe he distracts vader maybe he coaches obi-wan through it or something but the the qui-gon jinn force ghost maybe maybe obi-wan is down for the almost down for the count but then qui-gon force ghost steps in and and sort of lifts him up so because only because we have seen him saying you know master are you there reaching out to him the fight is going to have to one be epic just because it's 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 a sweet fight but we as we've said it needs to end in a way in which one obi-wan beats vader or escapes or does something that leaves it open-ended for the line when i left you i was but the learner but now i am the master so vader leaves obi-wan when i left you i was but the learner so it's going to ha- then it's going to need to be something to where vader you know something whether it's like we talked about like rocks falling down or something where vader like it's almost like i'm a learner yet not the master like so so it's the fight has to end in a sort of a very specific way then it what gets really interesting is vader's gonna or obi-wan's gonna have to be able to leave not be tracked by the empire get back to tatooine and possibly kill reva if she's gonna go go after luke and you know we've heard rumors and stuff like that that potentially she's gonna hold a lightsaber to luke or something i don't like that at all i just don't Mm -hmm. i really hope that doesn't happen because i just i just don't like that um yeah but uh everyone's gonna have to uh showdown with with reva now i guess real quick if we do get to a scenario where Reva, where Vader, or excuse me, where Obi-Wan fights Vader and then fights Reva, one of those fights is going to feel not as interesting. So maybe it's just a conversation and yes, Reva he, goes off to do something else. And that's I think what, that's kind of how it ends. I, I've wondered if they're going to, because imagine, I mean, look at the, the, the progression here for like like Reva is is we saw the stuff that happened with her at the Jedi Academy uh, with Anakin and then this like she tried to attack Vader and she failed got whooped which we all loved which which should happen awesome fight awesome fight but to see that happen again and again to her would just be almost really sad and tragic so I I kind of wonder if like she doesn't isn't left in limbo and there's not some weird trust that Obi Wan has to put in her I don't know that I don't think Obi Wan would let what if he perceived her to be a threat off that planet alive and it's the same thing that happens with darth maul when you show up and you threaten what he believed was the chosen one or at least anakin's son you're a dead man i mean so i think i think reva would be dead in his eyes and there's just no sorry that's she's not, also injured she's injured yeah so i i've wondered if she would maybe um like I don't know if that that one's got me baffled as to what she's going to find there, and it still makes sense as to why Obi Wan's not hasn't been there, and he's again protecting Leia, and it's hard for him to be in two places. So having him torn like that is totally uh, okay, but yeah, I don't want to see. I would rather her almost come back at this point. I used to think I wanted her to stay full dark side, but if it's going to be that she's holding a lightsaber to Luke, I'd rather not that not be the case, and her more just be curious and wonder what's going on stalking sort of watching waiting for obi-wan to return and and that sort of thing but everything else you said about the the fight in qui-gon and all of that you're spot on 100 percent. i think that that is happening the biggest thing is like this jabim operation has got to continue on and they've got to be 
somehow connected with either Cal Kestis or or all the names that have been dropped. They don't just do all of that for no reason. That is going to be a tie-in to uh, the Jedi Survivor game or something like that's that's huge. So he's got to separate himself in in some way and and preserve that that moment. You know what I thought would be interesting? What do you think about this? Remember how they want to make these tie-ins to Episode Six? Well, when Luke says uh, to Vader, like he's like, "Come with me, Father," right? Um, he's like, he's like, you know, come back to the light essentially. And he says, Obi-Wan once thought as you did, you and I have talked about this before. I wasn't really sure before I I didn't realize they were doing the mirroring of episodes, but now I'm like, well, heck, it makes a lot more sense. Have him do it right here in episode six. Padme, Padme once, you know, still thought there was light in you. Exactly. That's it. Use it against him. And that's that dagger because they're all the, the more times you can tie into the Padme arc and everything and, and Leia, uh, you know, thinking about her, like, are you my father? I know people didn't like that line, but I, I actually did. I actually did like that because she's she doesn't know, man. You know, she can sense something's up, and so it's like she's she's struggling to figure out her place. She's been made fun of because she's not a real Organa. So some stuff they've actually really knocked it out out of, in my opinion, have knocked it out of the park. Other things have been lackluster, and you know what have you. But it's it's really intriguing now to see this final fight and to see them set this up the way uh that that it should be set up i mean to to tie in three and four and to make them all work so i think they're going to do that but man the big one is reva like how do you how do you wrap all that up so i don't know that's kind of that's kind of wild but hey you know if you guys have thoughts or or predictions or what have you leave us a comment what do you think is going to happen with the reva situation if you've got a transmission uh you know send us that that hyperspace hangout let us know here as we go into six because i want to see who's right i want to see who's wrong uh, i want to know who, who who can nail this on the head here because this is a tough one i think to to kind of tackle so um all right friends wait well, hey, let's jump into a, another one this is again post episode six here Will we get an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two? This is being talked about, Matt. And it's it's mind-blowing to me. It's all, again, you and talking about it. I went and looked at the Star Wars Celebration feed where he and Hayden came out. And I was like, my God. And then in interviews, he's been talking about this. Um, I, I think clearly they just had so much enjoyment with it. I think it's been blown out of proportion a little bit um, because I don't know what the reason would be, right? I don't know what how you would continue it the best way. And you said this credit to you, which is that like popping up in other projects might be a better way to do it. You know? Yeah. I think, I think that is an, I think that is an okay way to do it. The only other thing I could see would be, cause you would still need to give Obi-Wan a main plot. Cause like you look at book of Boba Fett and book of Boba Fett did have Mando come in and there was, you know, a little bit of Fennec in there too. But then like at the end of the day, it still is framed inside the Boba Fett story the only thing i could really think of for a kenobi season two is kenobi is beginning this plan of if i ever face vader again this is how i would beat him and his training through the force of with qui-gon and learning how to become one with the force is that six episodes worthy are you gonna but you'd have to introduce another set of characters like we did in this one with you know reva and the grand inquisitor and leia and all of these other characters who were who held up a lot of the other parts of the story or a part of it i it's just i just don't think that obi-wan leaves tatooine again especially if luke is about to be threatened right so what is it that we that you would see yeah i like like you could do the you could do the 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 arc from the comic where black chrysanthemum attacks luke 
Sure. Yeah. You could do almost like a smaller scale. I would definitely, people would have to be ready for a smaller scale because the big Vader fights are, are kind of done and over unless you're going to tell two stories, which is sort of, um, you know, Vader doing his thing and then Kenobi interacting from afar with other people from Jabim or, or, or whatever him hunting that, that group down because now it feels like he's tied to that group a little bit, but I could, I could, I, I guess, oddly enough, what I would do is maybe I would have Kenobi because, you know, he's living in this cave right now. So at some point, we know he gets a house. Um, he could still get involved with some of the politics on Tatooine, like with Jabba or oh, potentially yeah. Black Chrysanthemum coming after him. So you could, so you definitely could sort of build, you know, that up with some Tuscans and Jawas. You know, there's, there's definitely still stuff you could do there that you that is then is really less of kind of a kenobi project and more of a building up other stuff in star wars project but do you want yeah. but if 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 ewan mcgregor who says he wants to come back for more is willing to do that then awesome i just don't know what else like I, we felt like this is about the only story you could tell yeah yeah and you've and you've now sort of told it yeah, the only thing that I think, and again, we're stretching here, really trying to figure out like what you would do for season two, because it's not like we don't want to see Obi-Wan again. Sure as heck, I'd watch him walk around the desert all day long, but they're not going to shoot that show. You know what I mean? Uh, but if it were Reva or someone else like bringing an attack or, or people like starts like if, if you brought in uh, Prince Shizor, right, or something where he learns mm-hmm. about Luke and they, they're trying to like exploit this situation. And Obi-Wan was truly a guardian from Tatooine and stayed there and and had it like it would almost feel like a an old-fashioned tv show where like every new episode there's a new villain trying to attack luke right. and, and he defends him you know that gets pretty simple and, and whatever but if that's that's about all i could think that they could do do um, you think he does he force connect and talk with yoda does he go oh, see yoda on dagobah i mean if he is going to leave it again if he leaves tatooine again but i just feel like man if luke is going to get attacked and mm-hmm. then you leave tatooine then it's kind of like it really it, there's like there's only a little bit they can do yeah but then unless yeah. they're willing to sort of say like eh, and then you kind of risk ruining some other stuff in order to but if you yeah. want to do it yeah. i i say all right we just got to find the the right way to do it i wouldn't rush into it right i you think there find... is some more there's obviously a lot more tatooine stories you could tell but i don't know that i would tell anything else on any other planet Here's something crazy, and I don't know that they would do this. Is again totally crazy, but like if you had a replacement, if you had a guardian to stand watch over Luke, that's the only reason I would like let Obi Wan go. Who would that be? I don't know. That seems weird, right? See, all right. Uh, Matt's reaction is yeah. already going uh, like, my, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking like if they task you or me with like, hey, we're doing season two and we have to do it. Let's do it. How how do we do it? That's a such a tough thing because we would probably say, I don't know if we should be doing this project. You know, we're not necessarily probably the guys that they would that you would want to call into the room. But if they did, I'm like, shoot, I'd have to figure out a way to get like Quinlan Boss or somebody from the Jabim operation to watch right. over a force sensitive, get Bail Organa involved in, in some way. Maybe there's somebody out there who could I would do, do I would do a different show and have Obi-Wan be in it. Yeah. That's 100 percent that I think the, the right the right way to do it. But I don't it, it's there will be such a kind of because, you you know, we, we post the videos and people are like, guys, don't care. Happy to have them back. You know what I mean? And that's fine. I'm I'm with we always say on this show. Uh, I mean, get again, your thoughts are I mean, are clearly Ezra Bridger finds him as does Maul. Yeah, exactly. And that's and he defends him. There. That's a big, big sort of moment. I mean, like you said, if they wanted to do a live action version of that, 
uh, once they've cast Ezra Bridger and stuff, go ahead. You, you, know? you know, there's a lot of stuff you could do if you want to go really sort of mystical into it in which Obi-Wan is like doing stuff inside of like the force. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And in and potentially like way, you know, world between worlds. I mean, if you want to go like deep down that rabbit hole, then you could do a lot of cool stuff because I think him learning how to become it. And then you could actually almost then you could actually make a definitive answer on episode four in that Obi-Wan actually doesn't even get hit by Vader. He literally becomes one with the force as he's being struck. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, so the thing, too, you remember how on Lothal there was like this like super important Jedi temple that has like the Mortis gods and stuff on it. Like Tatooine has been an interesting place. I mean, you've got the chosen one being born there. We've never explored any of the, you know, we thought in book of Boba Fett, there's all this stuff with the Tusken Raiders and possibly a water planet. I'm like, maybe they go down some crazy option where there's an old Jedi temple there that comes out of the sand, you know, just like the Lothal right. one came out of the freaking ground, you know, um, how Obi-Wan opens that. I don't know, but, but would that be a way to, to kind of continue the the show and do something cool yeah i'd more, that. more that'd be awesome I, actually yeah yeah like so, something and that would attach it like matt just said to the mystic nature of these temples and how are they connected and then preserving his knowledge or, or him putting his his teachings in a holocron that could be used by luke later on you know that, that all would be kind of cool but it's tough you know so you guys you know leave us your comments on that i mean i know we all kind of want it but again we're all i know as soon as they announce it i'd be going like okay what's it about you know like what is what's this going to be about because i'm i'm nervous and we still have to see the end of episode six to see if we have reva even around or or how much they they kind of do with all that so but uh um, right. yeah get, get, give us your thoughts i know we want to see it but how would you do it if you had to be tasked with uh finishing up or or starting a season two start to finish what do you got so uh, all right, Matt, next up here, big question. Will Cal Kestis learn about the Jedi held in stasis? So I asked this question because it's such an interesting thing that at the Inquisitorious headquarters, there are all of these Jedis, multiple rooms worth, and they are in like an orange carbonite. They're, they're not, you don't see blaster marks. You don't see lightsaber burns uh, in their clothing or anything like that. Um, and, and I'm almost wondering, like, are they clones? Are they actually frozen? And is this something that Cal Kestis is going to learn about? Don't do you feel like do you feel like there have been connections, more connections than normal, maybe towards like a I I'm seeing connections to, to, to Jedi Survivor. And I, I, I am just, too. It's like the timeline. I mean, how do you how do you come out in the news and sort of say, like, oh, this is going to be set? Like they dropped that trailer. This is all timed perfectly. And, and good job on them, by the way. If you want to start you know, building hype for shows, like, oh, there's also a video game. Cal Kestis is tied in. Now we're all theorizing, is Cal Kestis going to be in this final episode? Like one of the things I thought, I mean, I don't think he is. We didn't mention that in our predictions, but like, could it be someone that that Pat they passed the Jabim children off to, as he mentioned or even referenced? Who 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 knows? But I, I feel like there's a connection here and he may go explore it. He's been there already. Um, and, and then to learn about that, like why wouldn't Obi-Wan have said to Roken in passing, like we're on the, he's on the ship. He's like, you know, well, well, they're like, Obi-Wan, what did you see? And he tells them what he saw that would then get back to Cal Kestis. And maybe that's a way for like, like a, a particular plot line in, in the story. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what the new Jedi survivor game is because we're back in Fortress Inquisitorious, right, uh, in mm -hmm. Kenobi, and Cal was just there. And we learned some things about it that we didn't see before. So you don't necessarily explore the entire facility in Jedi Fallen Order. However, mm -hmm. 
were all of those Jedi that were put in stasis that Obi-Wan looks at, some of those had to have been older because there's like a youngling with the helmet on. Sure. Yeah. But what's to say that some of those weren't in that five year gap? Yeah, that's for sure. Like maybe they were they were acquired um, or they were somewhere else like like held and then and then moved there. Yeah, that youngling is interesting, right? Because it's like they must have captured and froze that youngling right away and had them somewhere and then moved them to this. And then why not capture all the rest of the younglings that were killed during Order 66? So maybe not. Maybe he was just using mm-hmm. a hel- youngling helmet. Yeah, 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 it could be. Or he wasn't there. Uh, maybe it was a, mm-hmm. a different batch. Like he was one that got away. Like they killed most of them. They found one or two and they said, let's keep this one for study. You know, we're not going to keep all of them or something. But that room is full of Jedi. It's called a tomb, which makes me think that they're not alive. But at the same time, they looked just their expressions were one they of shock. Like they were right. Yeah. Yeah. J- just like just like Han Solo when he's putting carbonite, he's like got that frozen expression. And you're like, OK, what's going on there? So I think that's a question. One, it was interesting to see Obi-Wan connect to it. And again, if in a video game, somebody said to Cal Kestis, Obi-Wan found this and came across. I mean, that's like all of a sudden you're starting to tie Huge. some characters together, even if a name drop or whatever. That's that's cool. So I hope they explore that. Um just want to kind of bring it up because i feel like it's it's a cool aspect to also this side operation in jabim which it feels like cal kestis would be largely involved in that just with the protection of young force sensitives in the holocron i don't know why he wouldn't be uh, like have, have acquired some knowledge about this or, or maybe even use the network himself like quinlan boss uh, that that feels like it's right up his alley so i don't know i hope we see i hope we see it when is that game scheduled is it later this year 2023 20 okay so so okay so we still got some time on that but um yeah that'll be interesting because i'm gonna bring up here in a second our timeline we have have yet to see we've yet to see actual gameplay footage of it we that was just sort of uh right just just a trailer yeah okay cool all right yeah so yeah let let us know what you think i mean are we going to see those those jedi so that's a connection between the kenobi show and cal kestis in the video game could we see those jedi uh, over in that game and see him dealing with that trying to free some of them or figure out like maybe even destroy it you know if it's like that sounds sad but if they're not really alive and they're just using their body the way the way they were using master luminara in in rebels then they're not really at peace and cal might have to make another hard decision where he has to kind of destroy that facility and and what does that that would be tough that would be something he'd have to kind of live with whether they were alive or not i think that'd be It'd be a crazy thing to explore. So, um, all right. Yeah. Moving on here. Who does Cal see in that back to tank? I, I know we've brought this up before, but I want to do actually, I've, I've, I've planned to do a couple different shorts on this and, and go over what people are talking about. Cause people are talking about the likes of, you know, I know it's going to sound crazy here for a second, but they're talking about, and I don't know that this, this game is as well as Matt does, but like star killer, Rom Coda, uh, Darius Sabayoth, who else are they talking about? There's there's a lot of different um, individuals. Someone brand new. Some people think it's Cal Kestis himself in there, which is weird, like a different, you know, uh, a, a version there. So I don't really, I think that character is intriguing. And I think clearly he's looking in that tank because that is either a Jedi survivor or Cal's the Jedi survivor. But we already have a game about Cal Kestis in, in, the, in the Fallen mm-hmm. Order. And it's supposed to be set five years later. It's around the time of Kenobi. And I guess a follow-up question to this. Remember in the trailer, Matt, when Cal is fighting that other dark side user? 
Oh, uh, let me pull up his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. So there's like um, the the guy has like a lightsaber and he's hooded. He's in a cloak or whatever, and and he's fighting Cal Kestis, and it's just in the trailer, and it's like yes. So so it's like we we see the guy in the uh, tank. Taron uh Taron Malakos. Oh, okay, okay, is, okay. Is the is the he was the Jedi? Then he sort of joins the Knight Brothers. He is, I guess, in a way you could call him a Sith. He has a he has use red lightsabers. You have to fight him. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And that's where what's her name? His uh, Cal's girlfriend, like Marin or whatever. She's yep. she's she's from there. That that whole arc because I think she's still going to be in this game, and that'll be interesting to see. You know how their relationship has um has progressed or developed. Because I'm wondering who that that guy is in one in the tank that we see in the trailer. And then later in the trailer too, we also see him fight somebody else. Everyone's is saying that, that is it the same person yeah, that, he's it, fight, that we see in the tank. Yeah. Right. Cause they say he's missing a, um, a left or right. Missing one of his arms. I can't remember which one. It's um, hard to tell the picture. He's just sort of like this. He could still have it, but, but in theory, he might not also have it because he's yeah. only holding one lightsaber in front. Yeah. So, so that was, that was kind of wild to, to see that and think, okay, you know, what, what do we got going on? Uh, in terms of like like who's fighting there because is that someone trying to like protect the facility like cal is trying to waken this person did he did he actually get a jedi out of um the fortress inquisitorius and try to bring them back and put them in a back to tank or something like that's that's sort of what i'm um i'm hinting at here it's either that person either is a bad guy and cal accidentally wakes him up and has to fight him or there's somebody protecting that facility that cal has to fight and uh this this person in the back to tank is more of a light side guy uh you know yeah an individual people who, are saying yeah. that the, you can see the scars on his shoulder people are saying that right. those could be force lightning scars um wow. one one theory that people are saying rom code is one that's coming up another one is um karak infla who is the jedi that vader had to kill in order to get his kyber crystal yeah yeah he does have those those striations those um markings right, right on on his body and stuff he he looks a lot like that so he, whether he's even the same species or not because yeah that was in the, in the vader comic he had to go and that's where we learned about bleeding a kyber crystal and and uh he had took the barash or barash uh vow of of peace the way of peace and repentance so yeah if, if they captured him and he's in that tank and they're they're using him again this all kind of lines up with the idea that emperor palpatine wants to study uh, midichlorians just the way darth plagueis did and he wants to prolong life and and studying for sensitive would be something up his alley you know a mount tantus situation a jeruah sabayoth uh early early cloning stuff so that way later on when they drop like a look or a grogu or whoever it's you know coming. some you know what i mean like like the, the the cloning we already accepted that Django fett was this model uh where in which all of our favorite clones you know came from and had personalities and fought in the clone wars and kids love that they they love the clone wars they love the clone troopers and i do too uh so now if you're you're saying if you believe that there's no reason to believe they're not going to use more cloning technology and you know one of the best things that you can do in sci-fi or fantasy is like we were just talking about a, a different fandom where characters who die can be cloned or brought back resurrected uh, and maybe it's their, their dark side component. You want to bring Mace Windu back? This is the way in which you could do that secretly in a facility. Uh, but he's not necessarily the same guy. Um, so anyways, I think that one's going to be real intriguing. That game is simply going to be Cal discovering more about the Jedi in stasis and then this back-to-tank Jedi survivor. And I mean, because again, Cal is the, is the star of that game. 
this this yes. person can't really come in there and trump him. I do think that person might turn to the dark side, and that could be our opening towards maybe he, just like Jeruah Sabayoth, right? When Master Sabayoth, he believes he's a Jedi. He's a dark Jedi, but he believes he's a Jedi because he's a clone. He has all these memories um, um, from when he was a clone, and he needs that stability. And Thrawn's always trying. He's like, he's unstable, um, and we need to to make keep him in, in somewhat under control. So if this guy comes out and believes that he was once a Jedi who fought in the Clone Wars, but really he's a clone, you could see a lot of trouble, and he could end up being the guy that has a lightsaber that Cal has to fight. He could let the enemy out of the bag and, and be facing down. Uh, a pretty heavy hitter in terms of, um, at, you know, at ad adversary. So, but yeah. All right. Yeah. So you guys leave us a comment, you know, who do you think that is? Any, any thoughts and theories? Uh, we're kind of going crazy with that. Get your tinfoil caps on. Let us know who does Cal see in that back to tank. All right, moving on. Um, let's see when, here we go. When does Andor take place? My friend, this, I bring this up. It's a simple, we have an answer. Right. But I think I wanted to kind of show a graphic here and, and, and talk to you guys about some of the stuff that's going on. So let me add this to the stream here real quick. So we have a, you know, episode three through kind of Rogue One after Rogue One, we know is episode four. But this this timeline and hopefully I got it right. I was just trying to piece together some of the the ideas here. But we've got Andor in green um, and it's, you know, it's, it's five BBY because they said it was five years prior to Rogue One. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. So. In the trailer, we see a – I think we're going to go even beyond that. I think the, the, the main part of it, when we see uh, Cassian Andor, he's going to be at, at this 5 BBY stage. Early on, joining you know for five years, been working in the Rebellion as a spy and so on. But are we not – did you not get the, the feeling that we're going to get his origin story too? Yes. Like even – yeah, more so? Okay. So it'll actually – it might be five actually back a bit, you know? Right. Yeah, like even back during because it felt like they were this this planet we saw was a very primitive uh, planet where in which the Empire came in and we started to understand what it was like from the perspective that you you weren't involved in the galactic conflict at, at large and the Empire just came in and you had primitive weapons kind of like your Ewoks except for, you know, a little bit more advanced and they are now thrust into all of this working uh, thrust into labor forces it seems like his sister is involved or a love interest of some kind mm -hmm. for Andor. Not really sure there, but that looks to be an interesting, um, you know, but uh, it's, it's going to be a series. I don't I forget how many episodes it's going to be, but we saw it also. You got Mon Mothma. We've got the trailer. We've got like different sort of, you know, a, 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 like an establishing of the rebellion. And I, I put this graphic up here to show you guys Star Wars Rebels takes place i'm guessing it's going to be after maybe not the exact same time but season one hera and kanan right they're still kind of they're their own rebel cell but not like at large part like, of the big right yeah yeah, yeah part of the big thing and i feel like andor is going to give us more of that right before rebels what does the bigger picture look like what are the big uh leaders doing behind the scenes like mon mothma bail organ do you think bail organ is going to be in that by the way I don't know if, I mean, since yes. he's, I want like, why not? Like, yeah, I, I feel like he should be too. So we did not get all of our, you know, in Kenobi, people were going crazy with like Ahsoka. Is she going to be in it? Are we going to see, uh, and, or, you know, all these different people, whoever. And we did not see all these people. Calcast, this was brought up, but in Andor, I'm just looking here. Um, we definitely can't get anything from like the survivor game. Cause that's, that has to finish. We have to like, Cal is still at, at risk. His story still needs to be, you know, worked through the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is prior to that. So 
the only individuals I can think that would really be showing up in that would be, I guess, like if you wanted to do your Ahsoka cameo or something, some big surprise, maybe she could show up in that. Uh, but I feel like this is a straightforward kind of spy series where they're understanding the scientist. They could even be getting into, they could learn just again, rumors and snippets. And we rogue one is all about the death star and information that's learned there and Gail and Galen and everything. But Andor could be more about that. Uh, other projects, other secret things like Mount Tantus, all those guys that were in like the, the suits, right. That were in the white, pure white suits. They felt like they were a different faction of Imperials that that he was sort of um lo looking in on and then you got mon mothma and possible assassination attempts and protecting her uh her risking her life out there and i think after five bby is gonna more and more just like bail organa does they start to stay on their home world or they start to stay away from coruscant and the and the imperial senate because they're targets and they get targeted more and more so i feel like that's gonna be really kind of a cool thing uh to see i don't know that we're gonna have any big you know, heavy hitting, like, like a Vader, you know, sequence. We're going to see Vader in that. Are we going to see Palpatine? That was the big thing. We might see Emperor Palpatine in that. Remember, because that was something. I, I, I almost feel like we will. I, I mean, I don't know that he's going to have like a big role, but I do feel like maybe some propaganda or something. Or I, 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 I do feel like at some point we need a little bit of Palpatine as like this emperor, like the big emperor of the empire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of seeing him um, not as the Sith Lord, but as the Emperor and setting stuff up and talking to the Senate. I mean, how scary again would it be? We know he's he's got the scars. He's got the scarring, which he explains. But maybe some of that is a little bit, you know, reduced. Maybe they're going to do a little bit right. of work on him a little bit. It's It was fresh. It was fresh in episode three. So we're talking again years later where he now can talk to Mon Mothma, Bail Organa or, or, or whoever, because he did that. Right. I mean, he's Emperor. So it's definitely a different. It's a step up. He was Chancellor before. Right. Because not everyone knows that he's a Sith Lord. No, exactly. That's the whole thing. If they did, you know, the, the Jedi are the enemy. They tried to attack him, right? I mean, they, they assassination attempt. Mace Windu is, is the villain there. Um, so that we need that perspective because we've never really openly talked about that. You know, all, all the Vader comics and Imperial stuff is just like, it's not really addressing what the galaxy at large, the narrative that they understood, the propaganda and things like that. So, um, now I kind of I used to not understand what Andor was going to be about and why it was necessary. But I actually out of all these stories, you know, you start to you start to look at these things and a lot of them deal with Palpatine being except for Solo. But like you still have like the Sith Lord aspect and you don't really understand what the public sort of persona is of Emperor Palpatine and how he's ruling this galaxy and who he's setting up, uh, you know, there. So anyways, I just thought it'd be kind of an interesting thing to, to talk about and think about. I mean, we saw that trailer. It looks beautiful. I'm excited about it, and I feel like it now has a place in awesome. in this gap. The show looks, yeah. the show looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, it does. Look, like it's going to have like specific missions where Cassian is trying to do something, working towards, um, you know, finding out information, bringing it back to Mon Mothma and other leaders, and we'll get to know those leaders a bit more, which is which is really good. And I'm really happy for the actress that plays Mon Mothma because again, her her scene was cut in Episode Three, right? She had like a deleted scene where she right. met with Padme and Bale and everyone. And that gets cut. And so now she has her own thing, which is cool. And she was in you know, Rogue One and stuff. So to, to be in here at large is actually a big deal. Now, the uh, the final thing here, this is something else I want to bring up. So this episode three, episode four gap. All right. The whole point, Matt, they are filling this gap and they're doing all these different things here. 
And it's not just to fill the story and tell the story. Like that's one thing. That's the obvious thing that they're doing. But do you think that they're laying seeds here that will be, I guess, growing or will grow later on in like the Mandal in the Mandalorian Absolutely. or right? Yeah, the Ahsoka series. I mean, hundred percent. There's actually still a ton of stuff that I want to see in the in the in the three to four gap. So I mean, you look at it. I mean, Bad Batch. Okay, that's going to set up what kind of happens to some of the clones, as well as we're getting the criminal underworld. We saw Finnick. Um, we'll probably have a maybe a meetup of Boba Fett and Omega at some point, mm. which is really cool to see like what goes on with that criminal underworld. Then you have you jump forward to like the middle of it when Solo takes place, and then you see Maul and Crimson Dawn and what's going on there. Then you jump to like Rebels, and it's like now Maul's like this weird guy who lives you know like in Dathomir, and he's got like the the thing, and he's like obsessed with hunting Kenobi. So like, what happens there? There's a ton of story still yet to tell in that gap right yeah I, I keep thinking like you know it's it's definitely they've laid a foundation in bad batch for omega and then and then mount tantis people the fact that people are bringing up stuff that relates to heir to the empire and thrawn and and the ahsoka series and all of that just just shows you it's not just telling the story but it's making these connections. You know, um, Rebels did an, a wonderful job with Ezra Bridger. That's a player. He has a whole backstory. Everything is good there. Omega now has this Bad Batch season two and is connected to uh, the, the the various projects. Uh, there's really like windows, right? Andor gives you then a window into the secret projects. I mean, for how long? So Rogue One came out, a Star Wars story, and they remember all those secret projects that she uh, that. Um, that she's rolling through and she finds stardust and she knows that's the project relating to death star. And it's like, one of them was like dark saber or black saber or something. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're all like, okay, when is that, does that mean this? Right. I feel like Andor is that window into another batch of secret projects that are Easter eggs that are breadcrumbs for things that are going to happen in the Mandalorian um, or in the Ahsoka series. They're building that out to be a big sort of Marvel like verse. And I, I we all want to see that. We all want to see that, uh, grow and be well interconnected and everything and it makes sense grogu is the biggest connection i mean grogu is like a survivor who also we know could live to be 900 or a thousand years old yaddle lived that long as well uh we have other species like oppo rancisis and those guys who live to be like two three hundred years old so you have these these um alien species that we can connect to we love grogu <laughs> And he somehow survived. We're all trying to figure out how he survived. We know he's with uh, Din Djarin in The Mandalorian. We know he's seen Ahsoka, trained by Luke. And he's going to be this, this pawn that people are trying to gain access to. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's so much stuff that, that's happening. Thrawn was set up and brought in specifically. You know, when Disney acquired Star Wars and, like, and Star Wars Rebels comes out and they say, hey, we're bringing Thrawn back. Years ago, I thought to myself, that is simply to continue the story after episode six. That was when the sequels were coming out and everything. And I was like, my God, they're going to do something with Thrawn in the sequels. And again, that ends up being 30 years later. But Heir to the Empire is directly after Return of the Jedi. And so that showed me all of these things are doing in this, in this gap, in this uh, three to four gap, is to fill and tell a good, lush story inside of that 30 years. And people just, they always forget. They're like, well, I mean, you know, like, the Luke's arc between episodes four and, and six only took a couple years, like two, three years, right? To tell this grand 
epic war where the rebellion and stuff on all these missions were taking place and, and, and everything. A lot can happen in just one year. So we only, we only saw a small sliver of the sequels. Matt and I have always said the way to make those better and to add more context is to fill out this arc with a Master Skywalker, Ahsoka, Ezra Bridger, Thrawn, Grogu, Omega, yes. all these characters, man. And that's the best thing about this gap. I used to worry about it a little bit and say, like, man, don't mess anything up. But at the same time, if you can do that and introduce new characters that are going to live on and, and, and sort of add to the story after episode six, that's great. Because that was the beauty of Legends. You know, we got or, or the expanded right. universes that we got all those cool stories about just just a miniature story following like like Rogue Squadron. Right. Just like I mean. We hope we're hopeful that's going to be an amazing show. I mean, Matt and I have talked about Top Gun and hoping uh, that, it, that it lives up to that hype yeah, we'll a little see. bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was just I was just going to say real quick. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy to see like the stuff that we're getting now out of like the Mandalorian actually has made the gap more interesting because now we're like, who's the armor? How did right. what, how, what goes on with Death Watch? How did they turn into all of these things? The children of the watch. Like, where did that come from? So you literally took like a, a tiny little part of Star Wars that I thought that we never really cared about all that much, which is yeah. like one, the Mandalorians, to be right. honest. Like, yeah. it's like saying that now seems like sacrilegious, but like go back 10 years, like nobody's talking about like the Mandalorians. I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, no. whatever. They're cool. They're there, but it's not like it is today. And then you have like Death Watch and you have, you know, like the armor. Who is this woman? Like what goes on on Mandalore? It's like they've totally totally changed the way we look at mandalore yeah no that, that's a huge one i'm glad you brought that up because that's the yeah that's the big connector i mean it's this this huge force that was a pacifist group that has uh let they were legendary warriors they opposed the jedi i mean they were their own like a force to be reckoned with you know so to see them come back and, and step onto the stage in a large way and not maybe even be a part of the new republic like that's the, that's one of those things where like the remnants of the empire and the and the new republic could be fighting over Mandalore and that could be sort of this three-way kind of war that that you know we're 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 going to engage in and that would be cool that would be cool that would be the Mandalorian wars or something you know and that would be uh something that I know that we've already had that title and that name in 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 the past but to bring it back again would be intriguing for fans and I, I I'd love to see it so um anyways yeah hey guys just you know leave us a comment your thoughts on that on that episode 3 uh, to, to four gap what do you guys want to see in there extra things that you'd like to see added uh characters drop i mean the core and horn drop in kenobi was a cool thing little things like like little name drops from the path and jabim and stuff like that is this is still adding some intrigue to younger force sensitives that i think are going to live on and and show up you know post episode six so uh leave us your comments and your thoughts uh down below uh friends gosh Episode six, Matt, as we wrap up the podcast here, man, I am just like pumped for I'm it. Pumped. I cannot I'm freaking excited. wait. <laughs> I do feel like, you know, the Kenobi series for me, and it was kind of just like, I was like cruising along. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. It was, yeah. was kind of like, first episode, I was like, okay, I'm here. Second episode, I was like, probably a little bit higher. Yeah. Third episode, I was like, a little bit higher. Fourth episode, I was like way down on it. And I was like, I yeah. don't know now five is like well all the cranking back up so. right right yeah it's, it's it's been a wild kind of ride and it's uh i hope this next one's got like i hope that i hope the rumors are correct that it's like over an hour runtime i mean i really I hope too. they i, they I tell, do too it's a movie yeah so um hey guys by the way matt and i so um we will be back 
with more of your transmissions. We've got a bunch of them, and I appreciate everybody who's wrote those. We're going to come back and, and sort of do that. Maybe a, a prior going into – you guys might be getting a couple podcasts here, so we'll, we'll see maybe before – six comes out or if you've got thoughts on the finale send those in but we we definitely will need a lot of content after episode six so we're going to be leaning on your transmission so make sure you send those in to hyperspace hangout at gmail.com so appreciate you guys all right friends hey uh please like please subscribe and as always may the force be with you time inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.